It's the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood, the only Baltimore podcast that had the worst weekend of any other Baltimore podcast. No, 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 no. From a a football perspective that that didn't include podcast hosts that all rooted for the Ravens. No. No, say you're the we're the only Maryland NFL. podcast, well, Baltimore podcast that had their host on the big screen. Well, that's true. We we can yeah, talk about that. Yeah. We, we can talk about that. We might have gotten yeah. that yesterday. I mean, that's true. I, I should have said pro football. <laughs> that is true. Maryland beat SMU on Saturday night. A great swing game win for the Terps. Rolling into the big house. We're going to beat Michigan by 40. Then we're going to come back. We're throwing the script Terps uniforms on. We're going to beat Michigan State by 50. We're going to be ranked number one in the country. So the Terps, the Terps are coming. We've broken through after the win against SMU. We played well. Talia Tungavailoa is third in the country in completion percentage. Tungavailoa is pretty good at football, huh, Ravens? Yeah, fans? regular old Chad Pennington. People really like that tweet. People really like that tweet uh, on yeah, UM Terps. Uh, <laughs> Ravens fans are not. Not happy with your boy. But I did tweet about Lamar Jackson right before that, and everyone liked that one. So, you know, we're just having fun out there. And then I tweeted something nice about Justin Tucker. Um, just from a, a account that has nothing to do with him. And Stefan Diggs to bring it full circle. Well, now Stefan Diggs, because I mean that couldn't have more to do with us, and he is just demolishing your um your Titans who Look like maybe one of the worst teams in the league, Eric. Yeah, but listen, this is an NAFC South podcast, so that is true. That is true. This you is know. a Titans podcast when it's convenient for you. I I I I think I I deserve credit for keeping it a very level. I would agree with you. You don't. Yeah, you don't. You have not. You go in business for yourself when it's about your fantasy team or LeBron, which is weird that those are the two <laughs> things as opposed to the Titans. That I had Waddle on my team. Um, well, it's also so I don't lose four hundred followers, like I did. That's fair. I think after the the twenty twenty playoff game, I think I lost. I think I lost like 1,300 followers or something like that. It was a lot. It was a lot. Would you like to make a, a formal statement about uh, the Titans this evening? Yeah, they're awful. Like, they're they're, <laughs> they're bad. Like, again, I don't think I've ever dressed – like, I don't dress that up. I don't – I don't. you know, I think I'm pretty level-headed with my teams. Like, I call it how I see it. I think they're bad right now. Right now, two weeks into the season. Right now. Like, yeah, they're, they're awful. They're getting dog-walked right now. And the only good thing is that they took Josh Allen out – so I have a chance in some of my fantasy games. Case Keenum. Who knew that he was the backup there? Today I learned Case Keenum is on the Bills. No, I knew that because they did those like the 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 videos in uh, training camp where he tried to get the players' autographs. It was they were pretty. That's funny right. Videos. That's right. Yeah. He, he's they've got a good enough roster where if Allen goes down for a few weeks, like they could get by pretty decent. Yeah. So that's a little bit bothersome. I guess this I is. Would say. And this is kind of looking forward. And again, we'll talk about it next week. But Stefan Diggs versus, versus that secondary is your oh, secondary. No. It's, I don't know. And Gabe Davis yeah. will probably be back and healthy. He's a, yeah, he's a weapon. So let's cross that bridge when we come to it. I actually don't want to start with football. We, we ran it for 20 minutes yesterday about the Ravens, and we're recording here on a Monday. I think we're going to release this right after. So the fresh thoughts from the Ravens, we'll, we'll obviously talk about it in preview this Sunday. But if you want to hear us, you know, emotionally talk about the Ravens, we that that podcast suggests people go back and watch that or listen, watch that, listen to it. 
Um, I guess you could directly watch it. If I don't know if we have we put that up on YouTube. No, no, because I wasn't recording, so I didn't get the. Or I, didn't uh, I guess the, I can, uh, I can, I can throw it up there. I don't even know if I want us in that state up on YouTube. That was there's just like me and my sunglasses, like staring upsetly at the camera, and Banks at times is just like throwing his head back and throwing his head down. It's very entertaining. And maybe what you put it up. It's pretty. I thought it was good. I thought it was good. But let's talk about the Baltimore Orioles. I think that we'll we'll start with baseball and then move into football. Um. Normally during football season, we start with that, but these are kind of our a tight window here. Um, eleven nothing loss to the Tigers tonight. Last week we talked about Toronto. You know, if they could go win one, you know, two would be a bonus. But you win one, you maybe feel like you're still in it going into this Tiger series. I will say, an emotionally charged Taylor Smith said that the Orioles were done on Sunday night on the instant analysis. So I was not satisfied with one win. But the 11 nothing loss to the Tigers is a bit troubling uh, as the Orioles need to beat teams like the Tigers at this point in the season. And they're now, what, five games back? I don't know if all the games are completed tonight. RDT, I don't know if you were tracking the standings. I meant to have Yeah, yeah, they're, right. they're five games back. Blue Jays aren't playing. The Rays, I think, I'm checking. I don't think they play. No, they lost to the Astros. That's right. They lost to the Astros. The Astros clinched their division. Um, oh, congrats to Trey Mancini, friend of the show. Yes, yes. And now they're, so they're now chasing Seattle. They're not even chasing Toronto anymore. They're five games behind Seattle. Toronto's the number one wildcard team with Tampa following them. Toronto has Seattle. turned it on. But, yeah, Toronto's turned it on. Um, but, again, they're chasing Seattle, and Seattle plays an absolute cakewalk schedule the rest of the way. They have, like, the Royals, the A's, and I think – I, I want to say the Nats. They have, they like have any, a, Do they have any games against the Angels? That would help them. Why? What happened with the Angels? I don't know. I'm just, you know, they beat them tonight. Yeah. Rushed them nine to one. Nine one. Yeah. Yeah. Real shame. Um, But yeah, it's I, this. This was a series that I was like, all right, they get the Orioles get to win on Sunday. If they can sweep the Tigers, you know, they could be right there before a big four game set versus the Astros who have everything locked up and clinched and. They're going to be the number, the one seed, I believe. Um, yeah, yeah, they're the one seed, so they can't improve anything. So it's like, all right, well, maybe they're not going to throw all their guy. You know, whatever. Maybe, maybe they may be a little hungover for the Orioles series, but they, it all goes out the window in the first game of the series when the Orioles struggle to get two hits off a guy with like a career five ERA. Um, they were getting no hit up until seventh. It was it was an awful, awful performance. Like l- legit, arguably one of the, the worst three games of the year. Um, it's been a long time since I turned an Orioles game off in the fourth inning and this game was off way before that. It was, it was really bad. Um, what'd you put on? I put on the Eagles game cause I had the Titans on TV one. Cause when I got back from my, uh, Pokemon what a tough night for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's not great. I went to a, I took Joe to the park. Uh, she wanted to go Pokemon hunting. I got eaten alive by the mosquitoes. So that's great. And then I come home and the Orioles are already down one, nothing. And then, so they were reg- regulated to TV too. And then I got the Titans on this TV and now I got the Eagles on both. So, you know, it's been great, but um, yeah, I mean, they, they Orioles have to win these next two. Again, we're kind of the heartbeat is there. It's not great. We're not, we're not the queen, but we're not, you know, Ooh. it's getting there. RIP Lizzie in a box. Um, you didn't hear that soccer chant they were doing? They were doing something like no. uh, in a box, in a box. It was it was a good chant, and then people turned it into Lizzie's in a box, in a box. <laughs> this guy's having fun. Um, yeah, 
but yeah, it, again, it's like you said last week. Just guys being dudes yeah. uh, chant about a what's, dead monarch. What's better than that? Um, <laughs> it's getting it's getting late early, and and you know they're kind of they're inching along. Again, they're only a half game above the White Sox right now, so seventy six and seventy. Um, I think now everyone is kind of like just get to eighty two wins, like finish above five hundred, and again we'll just be happy with the season. So it's uh yeah, they have not played great baseball. I think I saw five and nine since they were 10 games over 500. So they're not playing, not playing great right now. Just not hitting zero offense. Uh, it feels like they're still not out of it. Obviously it just feels like they're running out of gas that, you know, this was a really nice story and it will be a memorable season. Hopefully like the, foundation of many memorable seasons to come we're like remember 2022 that was so fun and that was the start and then we went on this memorable you know decade run of great moments and all those things but it just feels like this team specifically has just kind of run out of i don't think magic so i don't think this was like fluky i think guys played well and that's but they just didn't have maybe the horses to get all the way to the end which is fine like we've been saying this for th- three or four weeks that was fine if that was going to happen but as you said you hope that it's not like a collapse collapse down the stretch like this isn't the you know they bounce back maybe they win the next two here and kind of make it interesting again it just doesn't seem like they're in a position right now um and i you know, feel like i sound like a broken record and maybe i say i sound like a broken record every week but that they're gonna you know have the ability to kind of jump back in with three teams that i think at this point are just showing a little more although you know the mariners and the rays have given the Orioles a chance they're both under 500 in their last 10 games so the Orioles had a shot here had they been able to, you know, match up with like a seven and three or an eight and two or whatever, but has not happened. Yeah. And again, I mean, it, no one is like, I mean, you, you can be disappointed, but again, this is a team that we thought would win 60 games. Like just the fact that we're, we're going into the week three of the NFL season and it's like, Hey, they're still alive. Like this is still a thing is like, all right. I, again, if you don't have hope for the future, I don't know what to tell you because I was thinking about it today. Like there are teams who would kill to have one top prospect come up and perform the Orioles. I mean, Adley and Gunner, you cannot ask for, you know, better, better. Adley has been everything that, that, that we've been promised this year. He's been great. And again, it's like, Oh, and then you add on Gunner plus again, a guy like DL hall who has struggled, you know, when he came up. Um, but again, like there's still guys, Colton Cowser, like, Connor Norby got, got promoted to triple a today. Like there are guys Grayson still has a chance. I think we may see Grayson down the stretch. I think that would be awesome. Get him a couple starts and, you know, get him acquainted for next year. Um, th- there's just so much to look forward to. Like we talked about, like the Orioles are going to spend this off season and that's going to be the exciting part too, is like, if they add a, a Jock Peterson, people's tossing around Trey Turner. I don't think that that's a name that's, I would love it. I don't think it's going to happen, but you know, it, it exciting times are coming. And again, like, yes, it's okay to be disappointed with their play and their offense the last six weeks, seven weeks. But it's like, listen, this, like you said, this year has been fun. It's been, it's been exciting to see these guys come up and perform. Um, and, and again, it's, it's, it was, it was definitely a memorable season. And I just hope next year, you know, again, that they kind of take this momentum and ride with it. You like, you talked about it before. You don't want to see them lose 15, to their last 18 and struggle to get to the finish line, which I don't think they'll do, but. You know, it's a long season and yeah, you know, it kind of seems like they're sputtering right now, but sorry. Banks, any thoughts on the birds? Yeah. And I think you summed it up pretty well. They've, 
expended a lot of energy just to try to get to this point. And there's been a lot of enthusiasm and excitement surrounding it. Um, but it just seems like they're, they're running out of gas. You said it wasn't fluky and and I think that's absolutely right. Um, but I do think there's a, almost like a pressure, um, like a subtle pressure that exists when you're kind of playing in a way that feels like because of other people's expectations that you're playing over your head where you're kind of just like trying to get it to the finish line. And that in itself feels like an exhausting task. And I mean, this, they were 10 games under 500 at one point, weren't they? I mean, it takes a tremendous amount of energy just to get to where they did to be 10 games over 500. And at that point, um, I mean, there's just ebbs and flows that come with the baseball season. And clearly that 20 game swing that I just mentioned is a huge ebb, you know, upwards and you were bound to have, you know, a downswing at some point. And we're just kind of catching it here down the stretch and the optics of it um, make it, you know, look as though ah, they just, you know, they just didn't have what it took. So it's, it's one way to look at it all in all. I think we're going to look at this in two or three weeks and, and, and be pretty proud of the season that we had. And, and hopefully, hopefully they can pin a big number on the, on the board there just to kind of hang their hat on. And so they could point to and say, Hey, we got to 85 or we got to 82 or whatever it might be, but that's yet to be seen. Um, they're a day or two away from me calling it. I think, I think anybody who has called it isn't necessarily out of line, um, but uh, we'll see. Hey, as someone that called it last night. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Probably prematurely. I mean, I, th- I think this Tiger series was the one where, as you said, Eric, like this is the one where you could get, you know, you sweep them and then you're there. And I it just, it's just kind of a devastating one to get blown out in. Um, yeah. Like if, if they would have lost seven, six and it's just like, ah, you know, the offenses didn't come through, but again, I mean, they got their, they got punched in the mouth right away. And it's just, I get a Tigers team that is 56 and 91 with a minus 162 run differential like that. I mean, that's bad. Yep. That's, it's not great. Um, But again, like I'm still expect, I mean, like I think that the Astro series, I'm expecting a big crowd. I'm going Thursday. That's, you know, the, obviously Trey comes back. Um, and then it's kind of the, like the, um, it's the last weekend home series of the year. So like, I mean, I'm hoping for big crowds. Cause again, it's like, I, you know, get out there, show the guy, you know, I mean, show them that, you know, you, you appreciate what they did this year and enjoy one nice last weekend at the ballpark and, you know, maybe see some wins. That'd be fun. Um, beating the Astros again. So you know, get out to the ball, get out to the ballpark. But again, I don't, I don't think uh, if you played, if you paid for your uh, playoff tickets, I think that that money's getting rolled over to your season tickets next year, but I like where your head's at, but it's not happening. Plan plan to pay that money next year. I think that next year is going to be very, very fun. Um, opening day we, is going to be fun. Yeah. Opening day is going to be great. As you said, you know, the spending of money in the off season. I, every time we've talked about that kind of hinted at that, since they really started making this run and it's looked like kind of the foundations there, it just gets me excited to like get the alert that the Orioles have like thrown down a bunch of money on somebody. I just, it, I, it will make me feel something. It will make me really feel something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I was thinking, so I was looking at this today because the tigers, like tigers got hot last year at the end, like kind of the second half of the year. And it was like, Oh, this is a team. They have a top farm system. They're going to spend money in the off season. 
they finished like 77 and 85, I think. And people were like, watch out for them next year. And then they just completely nosedived after they spent, I think it was $260 million in the offseason or something. Well, them and the Rangers are the two teams that spent Rangers, a lot Rangers of money. And had $600 million. And, and they're awful too. So like my thinking, and I didn't know how to word it on Twitter because I ain't no good with words. And I was just like, I hope that the Orioles don't fall into like, not saying that there's any sign that they will, but like, I hope they don't like kind of pull a Tigers next year where it's like, again, it doesn't oh, feel like, to, I don't think it does either, but like, it doesn't feel like they're going to like splash the cash on five guys. Yeah. It feels like maybe they deal, you know, we talked about this trade for pitchers, sign hitters or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, Elias's thought is it feels like they try to plug maybe like one clear hole where maybe a guy in the farm system just isn't really there yet. Um, you know, you talked about Jack Peterson, like, Maybe it's somebody like that. Um, and then maybe you package some prospects to get a pitcher. I mean, they do need, they need starting pitching. Like yeah. this has been super fun the way they've kind of pieced this together. I, this is not a sustainable model. I don't think unless they have figured out something analytically with pitching that no one else is doing, which maybe, maybe they are. Um, but I think you have to get it to, you know, to win a world series, you have to have a top, top arm at the front of your rotation. I mean, then we just yeah. see this every year. Yeah. So um, that, it would just be interesting to see how they allocate the resources. But Michael Elias doesn't seem like a, you know, he, I think he's going to be willing to spend money, but doesn't seem like a go on a freaking spending spree for everyone, a big contract and like lock yourself into a certain group of players as mm-hmm. opposed to piecing together one and then rolling over to next year. So you can get her so you can trade for or whatever it may be. I also don't think financially the Orioles can just afford to just spend a lot of money. Like I don't think they're even there. Like they're going to have money yeah. to spend because they don't have a lot of money on the payroll, but they're not going to like, raise the payroll an insane amount because they just don't i mean the orioles operate as a small market team essentially mm-hmm. despite you know 20 years ago being having the highest payroll in baseball at one point you know 25 yeah. years ago whatever it was but at this point i mean at this point you would put the orioles as what one of the lower 10 small markets i mean they're 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 not they're not above like the they're not with like the oakland a's tier probably yeah but like what tier what there. tier are they what tier are we in at this point like you know they're obviously not with like the Yankees, Mets, Dodgers type of tier. They're not even like with the Braves, somebody like mm-hmm. that, or the Cardinals or the Rangers. So that's like also. Twins. I feel like the Twins is just like the nice, right about the level of which. Yeah, I mean, the Twins used to be more small market when they moved to Target Field. Like here, let's let's do, we'll 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 let the we'll end the baseball guys on this. I'll I will I'll play a little fun game with me up. You guys tell me what if I'm gonna name a team, you say bigger market or smaller market team in the Orioles in terms of money. Dodgers. Bigger. Bigger. Astros. Bigger. Bigger. Mets. Bigger. Braves. Bigger. Bigger. Yankees. Bigger. Cardinals. Bigger. Bigger. Blue Jays. Bigger. Bigger. Rays. Smaller. Smaller. Well, just shows you how potential. Or I'm talking about right now. That's what I was like. Is this a trick question? Yeah. They're smaller. They're definitely smaller. Smaller. Mariners. Neck and neck. Yeah. I think they're bigger. The Mariners spend well, northeast. Well, they also have the north. They're the whole north or north. Yeah. Yeah. Padres. Bigger. Yeah. Bigger. At least the way they spend. Phillies. Big. I'm just going to say, okay. Phillies. (laughs) Bigger. 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 This went longer than I thought I was going to. Uh, Guardians. That feels like the sweet spot. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Can I, I give you the teams right. now that I roll it through? 
because they're all next to each other. Guardians, Brewers, feels like in the same tier. Twins. Those three teams feel like they're in the same mm-hmm. tier. Diamondbacks, maybe two. Mm-hmm. They could, mm-hmm. but they're they're doing a they're doing a rebuild thing. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. But I'm saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. But those the Guardians, be Brewers, and Twins if they are all. It. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. And then it's like you have like the Pirates are probably there with the Orioles as well. But they might be, yeah, they it's might just be. kind of interesting. Like yeah. there's yeah, there's not that many teams, and the Nats are. I think I've, I've proven to spend more than the Orioles, although they backloaded all. 10 years now no one wants to sign with them so sorry the learner family hey well they better um, they better pick it up or they may get uh the boot from their stadium but... I, i'll be very interested to see if ted leonsis and that family buys the nationals where they go in terms of how they operate as a baseball team because mm-hmm. the the Alonsis have clearly done a great job with the caps they want to see any cup competitor for a long time they have not figured out how to get the wizards right Mm-mm. just have not gotten it there for the most part, they've you know, there's been some you know nice moments, I guess. Well, I'd be, interested see, <laughs> I'd be interested to see how like they look would look at the nationals in terms of like they're obviously super smart, like they do, you know, with monumental sports, they're like trying a lot of things, you know, they're they have their hands in a lot of hats, like esports and all these different things. I would just be interested to see how they went about the nationals. Would they go like heavy spend? Would they go to a more like raise? Type of situation where the Orioles are they really building through the farm system? I don't know because it, it, it uh, the national sale I think is going to be an interesting part of the offseason. I think like it's a local team. It's going to be interesting like who goes in there and buys that team if it's a really known quantity like the Lentis family or somebody else. So that'll be some offseason fodder for us. Uh, Baltimore Ravens. I mean, as I said, instant analysis podcast Sunday was emotional. It was raw. It was painful. But I don't think anything we said in the moment, listening back to it, was really all that off. I woke up this morning and still felt absolutely disgusted by everything that happened Sunday. And my biggest point that I think I made towards the end that I would bring up here that to get a little more run is I think this running back situation is a really big problem at this point. Like, I think that. Lamar Jackson cannot be anchoring your running game week in and week out. And I think they really need a healthy J.K. Dobbins ASAP. But obviously the secondary is the biggest problem on the team right now. And Josh Allen in a couple weeks would be is going to be not fun to watch against the Ravens if that continues. Um, so Banks, you've uh, you had some time to reflect. You did not go Dexter Giff. You said it's too early to do that type of shenanigans. But what do you reflect on from yesterday? Do you think you got anything wrong in the moment? Do you think you should have accentuated more points? What is your just kind of thought 24 hours? This is we've really never done like 24 hours after the instant analysis. Yeah. Normally we have a little a couple of days more to process. What are your thoughts? Uh I'll say that a lot of I, I did not listen back to what we all said yesterday. I just kind of rolled with it and I was kind of in a blind rage. So I can't even tell you per se what I said. I just knew I was frustrated and just I knew I was just going through the box score, going through the team stats and just reeling off all the frustrating elements of what happened and what, you know, our simple goals were for that football game. And then what they should have become even more so when they became a situational football, you know, type of thing. And just let those guys behind you. It's just like, again, unacceptable in every way imaginable. But uh, it's early. There are teams trying to figure things out all over the league. Every single year you see teams 
good football teams get embarrassed on television. Um, and I tried I mean, to also I, compare it to, yeah, I mean, tonight, I mean, Titans, you say they're bad. They're probably bad, but they might not be. The Vikings right now are getting embarrassed. I don't mm-hmm. know how good they are, but they just beat the beat the Packers last week. I mean, there's just it's the it's the NFL. Teams are gonna, you know, worse teams are gonna beat better teams and teams are gonna have bad days and good days. It's tougher when it happens early in the season because you just don't have enough of a sample size to say, hey, this is who a team is. Um, and of course we hope that's you know what we saw in a mere 14, 15 minutes there. We hope that's not who the Ravens are because the rest of the 45 minutes were awesome. They were really awesome. And I think the best drive that the Ravens have had in like the last two years was that first offensive drive of yesterday's game where they went 18 plays, almost 11 minutes, and they thought they were in the end zone and they weren't. And then they just fumbled the snap away. Um, It's just, it's, this is such like a results based league and such a, what have you done for me lately type of thing that, um, it, you can get blinded and forget all the things that really are like the things that define who you are and what's sustainable over the course of a season. And to know that the Ravens have um, these explosive plays in the bag, you know, two long touchdowns to Bateman so far in two weeks, uh, Lamar Jackson to the house yesterday, among other big time plays that they've had. They have that in the bag, and they've got that type of 18-play, 11-minute drive in the bag as well. That's a really encouraging sign. And so I'm trying to look at those things and look at what we did wrong defensively and just be like, well, that fucking sucked. That's something we got to address, but it's addressable. It's potentially fixable. Um, I'm trying to look at it from that light. I'm also was trying to compare, would we have rather lost that game yesterday the way that we did or lay a complete egg like we did last year against the Dolphins where you're like, wow, like this looks like the type of thing that is going to, you know, show other teams how to defend us and how to beat us. I thought that the way that Greg Roman, Lamar Jackson, and all those guys on the offensive side of the ball were the way that they looked at the tape and worked on what went wrong last year and came into the, uh, yesterday's game with a plan and the pass protection uh, the audibles at the line, the scrimmage, uh, the blitz pickups, all those things were like a masterpiece from the offense. And just knowing that they have that ability to kind of adapt and and look at the tape and and kind of, you know, form an identity and come up with a game plan on, on a given Sunday against a given team, I think that's a really encouraging sign too. So I'm looking at all these things and looking at all these positives and taking it for what it is. We're one on one. We probably expected it to be 2-0 to start the season. Um, but, you know, things go sideways sometimes. And there's probably going to be a game against a good football team that we probably don't deserve to win that we're going to steal off a team later this year that's going to even this out. That's just the way football goes. It's just – that's sports. We play the games for a reason. So a lot of football left. This is two out of 17 games. It's not a sinking ship. Everybody just needs to take a step back. We can acknowledge that there are things that need to be fixed, need to be addressed – while also knowing that this is still a good football team that's going to do a lot of good things this year. RDT? Yeah, I mean, and Taylor, you spoke on it yesterday. Or no, Brian, you did. How I'm like, the problems that the Ravens have are fixable. Like the, the, the stuff in the backfield, in the defensive backfield, is definitely fixable. And Taylor, you're talking about the running game. Like, yeah, it's bad right now. What, what is the stat that Lamar had more yards on the one run than... 
the running backs do all year combined. Yeah, the running backs have the least, yards, I think. the least, the Ravens running backs have the least rushing yards in the league among running backs, running back group. And and like you said, I mean, J.K. Dobbins is going to play, you would think, what, in the next two weeks, three weeks, maybe, you would assume. It'd be a little stunning if he didn't play this week at this point. It feels like you practice, you're a full participant. He wasn't he a full participant all three days last week. Am I, I making that so. up? And it's like, if he's not going to We're play, limited one day and then went, yeah. If he's not going to play in the first four, why not pup him? Like, you know, just keep him out. It, it, that I don't understand. Um, But again, like that, you, you would, you would think, you would think that he's going to play sometime soon. And it's like, I guess you can't really put all your eggs in his basket right now because we don't know what he's going to be. I mean, he, again, he's coming off a major knee injury but you would think he's an upgrade over what the Ravens have right now. And then again, eventually when the weather starts to turn, Gus Edwards is going to be back. Like he'll be back soon. And I don't think did Nick Boyle not, was he inactive yesterday? Yeah, he was inactive. And again, it's like, it's a weird one. Yeah. So who, I mean, I don't know who knows. Cause again, if you get all three of those guys back and then it's like, okay, now this is kind of the offense that, Harbaugh and you know and Roman thought they were going to have and it's like you can run your place through that but I, I I think the running game will get better um again I don't know how many people are scared of Kenyon Drake and Mike Davis but I think JK puts a little you know that kind of scares some defensive coordinators so those are easily fixable not easily fixable but I think fixable um the defensive backfield I think again communication stuff with you know a free agent signing and a rookie a couple rookies like that stuff is going to happen I think um Again, I, I think they're fixable problems that that, like you said, and I saw a couple of people mention it today, like this could be the 2019 Browns game. It's like, you know what? It sucks. Flush it. And yeah. You move on. The only Ryan, difference between these two games is like in that game, that was the egg lay. To a certain extent, yeah. like it was the Browns, much more of an egg lay. There were communication this, issues in that game, though, that were correct. Like, what are we issues doing? That show, correct. Yeah. This was. Was one of the more like violent swings of emotion I can remember in a Ravens regular season game in terms of like at the end of the third quarter thinking, I mean, this is the squad. Like defense has played well enough against two really good receivers with a bunch of guys out, but you know, this is like a Ravens performance. You know, play like a Ravens, step up, guys stepped up enough, we're good. Lamar Jackson, virtuoso running, throwing, all of like throwing out like all of the Twitter, like Lamar Jackson discussion. It was just like the two years ago, just everyone's loving Lamar and it's all, it's just fun to watch and Rashad Bateman and all that stuff. And that looks like it's great. Mark Andrews is cooking, blah, 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 blah. To then just have the horror show of a secondary problem that happened all of last year happen again. I saw a tweet today that showed like all of the 400 yard passers that the Ravens had given up. And the list is just like, not a list of standouts. It's like Carson Wentz and and to uh and you know who knows Burrow. maybe this will Burrow. Derek Anderson maybe <laughs> yeah maybe this will be the two uh maybe this will be the two uh breakout game where he now just you know goes on to the career that many expected him to have. I hope that's the case for the sake of a family that is giving a lot to my alma mater right now. But um I, that was the worst part was just seeing sort of the exact same thing where. Every time he dropped back, it was like, well, the Ravens have no chance to stop us. And as you said, a lot of rookies, you know, a lot of rookies having to play a part in the back part of the, in the defensive backfield. And you're going to have communication problems and you're going to have breakdowns and all of those different things. Um, and I think 
your right backs, this could just clearly be an anomaly to an offensive performance that while even missing guys, you know, put together some tremendous drives, you know, sustained drives, hit for big plays. Like did, did both of the things you kind of want to see your offense do that versatility of being able to score um, another Devin Duvernay situation where he like makes a play in a game, you know, whatever he's in, like that would have been a talking point we would have had yesterday. Like there's Devin Duvernay again, like setting the tone or Devin Duvernay just pops up when you need him to pop up. Like he just has become such kind of an interesting player, all the facts he can fill. So I think that was like the biggest part of yesterday was just being in such a sort of euphoric mood. Um, and really everybody, like I was out, you know, at the bars in Fed Hill and people were just so happy. Like, you know, we were watching Lamar make that run. Everyone's like, I mean, this is, we're just, this is the Ravens. We're just running this team down. And rarely have you ever seen the Ravens like give up games like that. Like the Ravens have laid eggs before and given up games before for sure, but never like that at not, not many like that at home where it was just came apart so quickly. Um, and they could easily write the ship. I mean, they could go and play this Patriots team and blow this Patriots team out there. There is that is on the table this week. And if that happens, that will take a lot of the sting away. A hated team, Blah, 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 blah. And they don't need to blow them out. They can win, but, you know, a win is a win. A win is a win is a win, as we say. And maybe the thought is that a loss is a loss is a loss. And it's week two. And as you said, Banks, this could have been a 20-point blowout win for the Dolphins the other way. And everyone's, like, freaks out. And then they come back out and do what they do to the Patriots. It doesn't matter. But um, they got to figure the secondary situation out. And hopefully um, it's the return of guys this week. And you're certainly not dealing with the weapons you were dealing with against the Dolphins, against the New England Patriots. So, what what year was that rainstorm Patriots game? Was that 2020 or was that last year? It was 20, 2020. 2020. It was 2020. I just remember the driving rain and like the it was. Yeah, that was awful. ridiculous. Monday Monday night Sunday night Monday night Sunday night it was the Ball Masters ended. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Forgot about that. Yep. Yep. That was not a fun one. That was just one where you threw up your hands and you're just like, well, shit. Like, what are we, what are we going to do about that one? Like, you like couldn't see which, at times, which is what happened with the Patriots and the Bills last season. And that, yeah, that game where Mac Jones threw like twice the entire game. But good time to pivot into the Patriots here. I think we're going to do exactly what you just described, Taylor. I think we're going to absolutely dick stomp. The New England Patriots. I think this is going to be a three-plus score win, maybe more. Um, that team stinks. I've seen enough to know that they stink. Um, they beat the Steelers, who also stink. They can't do anything offensively. Um, we just need to have some moderate level of success this week against Patriots um, offensively. And then, and I think from there, it's just going to take care of itself. Um, that's the whole fingers crossed situation where you're like, well, hopefully we don't find a way to turn Mac Jones into – into Brett Favre in the fourth quarter, but you know, we'll see. Feel good about this week. I think minus three is free money. I'm not supposed to say that, I guess, but um, uh, bet responsibly. Um, meeting 42 and a half, I think is the over under. I think that's going to get smashed as well. So um, there's a, there's some sharp money out there. I'll say. I don't know how Mac Jones played quarterback at Alabama. I, I am like struggling to figure out how he got a Scott. So I think receivers and Jalen I Waddle. <laughs> he's off. Like, I, I just think he is so bad. I think he is terrible. And again, I don't, I, I think this is an, an easy, easy Ravens win. Like, I'm talking like 35 10, 
like something like that where it's like oh yeah and you know it's just it's just an an ass kicking belichick i i don't know nothing about the patriots this year even last year like nothing about them nothing jumps off the page where you're like oh okay like i don't think their wide receivers are good i don't think they're they're, they have decent tight ends but it's like they, they how do they scare you on offense and it's they don't really have any many game play like game-changing defensive players I, I don't know i i don't see this and again the ravens are usually pretty good at bouncing back after a loss when they don't have 80 of their guys on on you know ir like they did the last half of last year um i, I think this is again just like a prime belichick ass kicking like harbaugh you know harbaugh kind of chopping it up on the sidelines and you know, people go nuts because again, I mean, any win in New England is a is a decent size win. So, and then and then it's then you're kind of looking forward to the Bills. But again, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah, I mean, John Harbaugh is normally very good in this spot. Like one of the things I think that keeps him on the sidelines for year after year is is how he his team's culture handles adversity. Right, like so many times we see them bounce back from whatever it is, losses, you know, dysfunction, injuries. And it's why, you know, down towards the end when they had no players left and they had a chance to make the playoffs, he was an NFL coach of the year candidate because he keeps his, he does an amazing job of keeping his teams invested. And they do a great job from a leadership perspective, clearly of doing that year after year. It's what makes the Ravens such an amazing organization. And I would agree with both of you. I think this will be a game where they say, look, we had some circumstantial issues that got away from us. Sometimes you're like, think you're winning. You think you're winning and the game is just gone. You're like, wait, what just happened? I think they will come out this weekend and play really, really well. Um, the Patriots, as you said, RDT, Mac Jones is just, and this is, it's funny. It's what I thought about Tua going into this week. And then he proved me wrong at the end. It's one of those quarterbacks where you're like, if you just get ahead of them, they can't beat you because they just can't, they don't have the tools to come back. Now, obviously, what Tua has that Mac Jones doesn't have is Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell. And there's just no one that they have skill position wise that scares you at all. You know, Jacoby Myers is okay. Devontae Parker's been on a guy, a guy that's been on 600 fantasy teams. And you're like, oh, I'll get Devontae Parker in like the 14th round and he'll pop off for me at some point and figure it out. Never really has. And their running backs aren't just aren't that in like Roger Stevenson and Damian Harris. They're fine, but they don't, you don't not scare these guys. Breaking. Yeah. They're, they're not, not going to rip guys. one off. I, I think that the Patriots in their just inability to want to go get quality skill position players have totally handicapped Mac Jones. He's a guy that needs since he's not Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he's going to need sensational skill position players, I think, to like elevate past what he did last year as a rookie. Otherwise, I think that's just going to be his ceiling. He's just going to do this every year where he's fine. You know, he'll throw 22 TD or 23, 22, 23 TDs, throw 12 or 13 picks, and kind of hope keep you in some games if you have a good defense. That's 3,300 yards. Kind of what he did last year. Like, that just feels like the ceiling unless they really invest in skill position players, which they don't seem to want to. So I don't, you know. This I agree with you, Banks. You know, bet, don't bet on it. Hashtag NCAA. Don't bet on it. But there's some things out there. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think they're right for the picking. So everything you said about John Harbaugh is exactly right. They're going to have their guys prepared. I'm surprised there hasn't been more belly aching over Wink Martindale and Mike McDonald. 
you know, I'm, I was surprised there wasn't as much discussion. Not that there wasn't any, but I was surprised that there weren't a ton of people just like trying for Wink Martindale, which, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a huge advocate of that guy. But um, just because that seems to be what happens when things go sideways, um, mm-hmm. it's just it's easy that just would have seemed for easy, you know, low hanging fruit for people to complain about. I don't think enough people know enough about McDonald yet to get outraged, if that makes sense. Like, I think as an assistant, I think as an assistant, you almost have to exist in the lexicon of the team for more than like, you know, he's now been, you know, this is his second week as, and I know he was an assistant coach before here, but um, I think you have to just kind of be around and have multiple times where it's like, oh, this guy, this is why I think this is the Greg Roman thing. This is like, everyone just gets upset about Greg Roman. Um, I think that, I think you have to, you just have, you have to be around a little bit longer than he's been around in my opinion to get that kind of vitriol from the fan base. Not from uh Rex Ryan, who did you see him on get up this morning? Those quotes did see that did see that Ryan, you saw did those, see. right? Say that again. Rex Ryan on Ravens light, lackluster defensive performance. They don't know what the hell they're doing. This new hotshot coordinator is terrible. Saw a little bit about that. Yeah, and then Harbaugh kind of went back at him and said, "There's a reason he's not, you know, he there's a reason he's not a coach anymore." And blah blah blah. And then yeah, Rex Ryan again. These aren't your daddy's Baltimore Ravens. They don't close out games anymore. Maybe I mean I'm sure some of that is some ill Part will. Of the course for Rex. Yeah, that's, that's who Rex is. And you yeah. know, I I still like Rex Ryan. He's going to say those things for better or worse. He's going to beat us when we're down. He's going to praise us when we're up. He's going to say some things that are you know just wrong because he was talking about Marlon Humphrey um playing poorly and letting these things happen in the fourth quarter and he wasn't even in the game so yeah yeah, yeah he's gonna put his foot in his mouth no pun intended but um yeah but, these um, things happen talk about low Rex is. i know <laughs> rex is a talk rex is a talk he had at this point i mean uh, yeah. and if you're him you know you have to say things about the Ravens because you have so much credibility to talk about that team specifically. Like he is going to, he is going to get clicks if he pay or he's going to get on TV for the Ravens, the jets and the bills that gets him on TV. Cause he coached those teams and he, he roll ratchet up tension in those fan bases. Yeah. Whatever, whatever Rex Ryan, whatever Rex Ryan. Good. Come back by Harbaugh though. Love that. Really kind of under the radar subtweeted him. Good stuff. Good stuff from old Johnny Harbs. I love that. There's a reason you're not, there's a reason they're not coaching. So good. Just go get them. Amazing too, because it's a weird situation because it felt like Rex Ryan, it, the Ryan family, that whole thing is just weird. It feels like that, you know, he would be like, you know, Harbaugh, har figure it out, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, once you get on TV and you start getting paid, we know how it is. You know, once you get on podcasts, you start, you know, not getting paid, you you just start pouting off and spouting off about things. So. <laughs> you think uh, there's some like James Franklin? kind of like chip on his shoulder, like not, you know, never, never being the guy in, in Baltimore. I think so. I think there's hundred percent think so. hundred percent. I think that's true. He'll drive that. That, that, that doesn't sound like Rex Ryan. Well, I know, I know that it doesn't, you know, that's not his kind of attitude, you know, but he, I, and I'm, cause again, I'm sure when he saw, you know, when he was watching the game, he probably knew exactly what he was going to say. And yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to have this cheap shot and this and that. Um, also, this may not shock you, but Kirk Cousins put in a terrible performance on Monday night, which again doesn't sound like him, but has nothing to do with this podcast. I just thought I would mention that. Game's not over. No, it, it's it's over. 
No game's over in my eyes anymore. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Okay. You're right. Well, let's jump into predictions here. Banks, Patriots, Ravens. Uh, man, Eric pretty much was almost head on on, on my what I had in my brain. Uh, 38-10, Ravens. I'm sticking with 30, 35-10. I will say um, 31-13. 31-13, Ravens. Um, Real quick. Yeah. I saw fans just roasting Marlon Humphrey for his comment after the game. Was is that a thing that? Well, I know, like you guys don't don't eat the trash too much, or at all. I don't know. You saw what he said, where he said, "Yeah, it sucks that we lost, but but the whole division lost, so it doesn't really matter." Or something. That like was that. like on Twitter at like midnight. It wasn't even like, yeah, that the the, I, the comments. He's the, absolutely the right. Like it does feel a little less bad when everybody else loses. Yeah, it does feel a little better. It makes me feel slightly better that everyone in the division lost today, but still. And yeah. everyone is just everyone is just roasting him. It was but. nice to see the Bengals lose that that game in Dallas. That made me feel a little better. Anybody who, who doesn't agree with that has got their head up their ass. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, it it it's it also just feels good. It feels good both from a rivalry standpoint and because you know, it I know it's early in the season, but you don't you don't want to give games away. It matters. Stuff matters. Those teams losing matters. Yeah, it's a like, missed opportunity every, if you look at it another way. But it is every week, is. every week, if you don't care that those teams lost, at least as a fan too, like you should care those teams lost. <laughs> Scoreboard That's, watching. It has to happen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah by um, the way, um, not it's never too early. Um, if the season were to end today, the Ravens would be in the playoffs, and they'd be playing the Jaguars <laughs> in round one. Yeah. So, God damn it. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> an absolute it's never too early situation uh ravens and patriots on fox on um Ooh, that sunday gross. That's that's game. Gross. very weird not obviously the nfl's tv situation is different so it's not this like huge um uh split with the um with the conference i can't speak so with the conferences in in terms of how they 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 do that stuff um, I'm trying to find Fox Sports announcers for uh, CBS put theirs out today. I don't see Foxes. I looked at their PR situation, but I, I don't know. Ooh, I hope we get Olsen. Oh, that would be good. Yeah. Would be, see, it, would, it would be neat to hear Olsen just talk about Andrews. But Olsen's, uh, Olsen's on the top crew now. So. Yeah, I guess the Aikman. Shuffle the Buck and Aikman shuffle. Yeah, he's with Joe D or Kevin Burkett. I can't remember how they have it split now. I, I I'm so confused on who's calling what game where on what streaming platform and if I have to log in for. What do you think about Orlovsky, uh, Lewis oh, and Steve Levy tonight? I thought Orlovsky was horrible. Like I I muted it. I muted he it. Seemed to struggle. I think Lewis Riddick is really good, and he just can't find the right. Partner to elevate him to be on huge games all the time. I think he's so. I think he explains the game really well. Mm -hmm. I don't know what other I, people think about him. I think him and Levy would like are fine. And then like when I was tuning in and I heard, like I was like, who is this third voice? And I texted my buddy and he was like, I think it's Orlowski. And I was like, God damn it! Like this, I was like, this is gonna be be just awful. And and again, that just 
So Fox has Packers Buccaneers. So that's going to be their best. That's going to be their top crew. I would assume Ravens Patriots will get the second crew though. Rams Cardinals maybe, but that's on at the same time as Packers Bucks. I wouldn't think they double dip it. I would think Eagles Commanders. Those are like mainstay franchises that they like. Fox has three out of the four games at four o'clock. I don't understand how they determine this stuff sometimes. I don't understand what's happening or what game I'm going to – Well, I'm going to have Cup going on at the same time, so I don't know if there's some But that's NBC. going on with that. I I think the President's Cup is NBC. It is NBC. So – 49ers-Broncos is not a good Sunday night football game. Ooh, baby. This is not a great slate. I'll be honest. I guess America's game of the week on Fox is going to be Packers Bucks. I mean, that's a good game. Uh, Rush, would, Brady. Yeah, that had it's right. Dolphins Bills. I mean, Dolphins Bills at one o'clock. CBS would love to flex that to four. I'm sure if they could, it's a good game. But Texans Bears. Ooh, wow, at Soldier Field. Bears did not look good yesterday. Steelers Browns though on Thursday night on Prime Video. Oh, that's you see, Thursday? despite the fact yeah. that people like. You already see that can't function technology. They had the most signups in prime history on last Thursday, more than any other. Their discount days. Unbelievable job by Amazon. Of course there was going to be that. But just just don't I I don't know if it was my internet or what, but like the quality was not good for the first half. The game was fine. I mean, the game was good, but I'm just like, just any any additional buttons that my old ass has to press to like find the game is just not great. Yeah, it's fair. What do you guys? What are your guys' thoughts on? We'll we'll move to the draft. What are your guys' thoughts on Collinsworth and Herb Street, or Housework? Jesus, Al Michaels and Herb Street. Good, really good. I, Herb I, Street, I, Herb I think good. Herb Street could call a game with me and be incredible. Yeah, like he just naturally gets with everybody and is so good. Yeah, I mean, it, it's the least shocking news of all time that like, oh, Kirk Herb Street and Al Michaels are really good together. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And it sucks Dude. because. How I mean, realistically, how many more years do we have less left with Al Michaels? Not that many, I, think I think it's got to be under. He's seventy-five, maybe. So you got to think this is his last deal. He's seventy-seven. Jesus, he's seventy-seven. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to do that around eighty years old. I I cannot imagine he's doing more than. If he's still doing games by twenty twenty-five, I think that would be pretty shy. He's now also out of the Super Bowl rotation. It's like really, mm-hmm. you know, I think he kind of kicks this off and then Amazon finds someone to to slot in after. Kinda, yeah. Like he's a guy, a voice you put on for legitimacy. Everyone turns on the he's, broadcast. The legitimacy is there. I mean, they they have a great crew in terms of legitimacy. Like everyone hears Herb Street voice. Everyone loves Herb Street. Same with Al Michaels. Everyone doesn't love Al Michaels, but his voice is synonymous with big things. And then you find the next person to fill that in. Yeah. They'll throw like McAfee or someone. They should get Kevin Harlan. That's what they should do. Yeah, well, Harlan Har- that comes up. He's so good at everything. Yeah. Um, starting five draft presented by Fed Thrill. You can use the promo code X52 to get 20% off your Fed Thrill sunglasses. Saw some Fed Thrill sunglasses on out of the tailgates on Sunday. So nice to see that. Good job by Fed Thrill. Um, this is one, this is a draft we've talked about for a while, and we did throw it together a bit last minute. So I'm interested to see where it goes. But things you want in a bar, and by that I mean like things you want, not like stocked in a bar necessarily just with that, but like the good qualities, qualities. of a bar. What makes a bar have good qualities? Um, I have the first pick in this draft, and this is a topic I think we've discussed on and off on the pod about local places, whatever. Text so chains, now, it, it's always popping off. Banks, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Banks and, and I, you know, when we're, we, we sit and talk about it at the, the establishments around here. 
um, when we're out. So uh, a natural draft. I have the first pick. Banks has the second pick. RDT, you have the third pick. Um, and I, th- what's interesting is I think this could go a variety of ways. Like there's some really like niche things that I think some of us will want and like some very general things. I think this is once again another draft like a few weeks ago when I took a stand about social media sports, I think I have to take another stand at the top of the draft, which will probably knock some better things down to you guys that are probably higher on the board, but I'm taking good TV management. I have to have it. I can't let it slip past me. And it is the thing that triggers me maybe more than maybe a top. It might be Mike Trout and good TV management are the top two things that trigger me in my entire life, which come to think of it is probably like a good thing. It probably means I'm leading a pretty like, happy and stress-free to a certain extent life with not a lot of bad things happening, but I just will never understand how bars cannot make sure that TVs have the right things distributed on them or are turning away from channels when things end. It baffles me. It should not be hard. You can set timers. You can just grab a remote for literally 30 seconds and change the channel. You should just have a schedule up that shows all your bartenders, even if they follow sports or follow events or don't follow events, where they just look and they say, okay, once this ends at 4.30, I just change the TV to this. Just shouldn't be hard. And yet time after time after time, bars mess this up. The amount of like dumb TNT reruns that bars have on after NBA games to me, and now with the NHL on there too, we are subjected to that, is insane. The amount of times Wayward keeps Caps post game on for four hours is insane to me. Just turn to anything else. I just will never forget looking around and watching. Not that the cap, I love the Caps post game. Those guys do a very good job, guys and gals. But my lord, just turn to anything. It's just, it's just bad. I have to give props to Delia Foley's a couple weeks ago for doing a Baltimore Orioles playoff chase and a Tiapa match had the TVs perfectly distributed with both of them on where everyone could see both of them. Tremendous job by them. They don't always, they don't always do it. Well, no bar. There is no bar in the city that does it very well, to be honest all the time, but they do it very well. So shout out to them. Looney's in college park does it extremely well. Shout out to them. They are a bar. They also have 60 TVs, so it helps them, but they distribute the programming very well. But yeah, that is my pet peeve. We've talked about like whether you should, there should be an app where you vote on, you know, you get like power, like it's a touch tunes and you change TVs based on like how the people feel. But I have to take that number one. It is my biggest pet peeve about bars. So I need is the thing I want to bar TV management. Well said, and it was your rant to give. It would have been disappointing if you didn't take that. So. I just want to let you have it. Either of us took it, so I think. I don't really know that I have much more to add. I think you've summed it up very well. And thankfully, we will continue to add because I'm sure it will be talked about again on this show. Or I'll tweet about it. Or Black will film a video of me ranting about it at a bar and then I'll put it out on Twitter. Wasn't there a screensaver on? Like two weeks ago, wasn't there a screensaver on at a bar? I feel like there was. Oh man, yes. I think that was in the sent group chat. that. Yeah, somebody sent that. Yeah, I yeah, I been, was triggered by that. 
I may have been out of town or something and I saw it and I was like, oh my God, I got to share this. I also think that things like Chive TV and all of that, like oh. you're just <laughs> such a sellout. <laughs> <laughs> like oh man i wasn't like it wasn't on my i have board, to shout out like, too i don't mean i i i feel comfortable calling out these establishments in federal because i'm giving all of them my money so it's not as if i'm this is making me not come to your place but the fact that banditos has a chive tv in the back corner is so ridiculous and then wayward in the back bar had a tv that was playing some like i couldn't even figure out what it was it 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 almost looked like they were streaming a show like on prime video. And I, I, it was just one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen. I don't know what they were doing. It didn't look like one of those things where you have a deal and you have to keep it on. Like chive definitely is. But I, I, I kept looking over that. I was like, what are they doing? Every other TV's on the Ravens game. Great. Good job by them. But like, there's not, there's one other TV. That's just, I don't know. It just boggles my mind that no one's like, look, unless there's a, a deal. I would love to know. I know we, you know, we, know people through people at these places i would love to just have a conversation with some of the managers one of these bars buddy so how do you guys figure it out or is there any method to the madness the great question know. but the, the bar was and I'm just gonna be shameless about outing them it was blue agave had a screensaver on one tv and it had some sort of hunting fishing programming bill dance this is at this is at maybe this is at like six o'clock on saturday before I want to say it was one of the Ravens preseason games. If it wasn't a preseason game, it may have been before an Orioles game or something where it was, I think it was college football week zero where there was a couple games yeah. on and it's like, Hey, you got to get something else on here or the Orioles. I think I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was like, this is not, you know, the dead of summer with nothing on. This is, there's stuff you could definitely be putting on television here. And we had, you can always, you can always throw on like an NFL network an MLB network, NBA, NHL, big 10, something like that, where it's like, give us something to watch as opposed to again, a screensaver or there's just also a chance. There's just also a chance that you are going to hook someone in, especially now with gambling, especially mm-hmm. with gambling. You, ha- I think the, they have, you have to be attentive. If people are gambling on their phones, you can hook someone into live betting now. So you will at some point here. You can't do that right now, I guess. But you be able to hook, you're going to be able to hook someone in with live gambling if you throw up. Like, I don't care if it's like the FCS semifinals. Like, you can't have Franklin and Bash on TNT if the FCS semifinals is on. I know they don't show that show anymore, but Suits that was always, reruns. Yeah. Like, you, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I just don't need to see, you know, Big Bang see, Theory. I don't need to see CSI Boise. Like, give me a sporting event. I just don't understand how you mess this up. We're like, get people talking about politics, throw on Hannity and put the subtitles on and see if you people going that way. Do something. <laughs> Whatever. Thanks. Let's get oh, off this. Now I could go at this for 20 minutes. Thanks. I mean, I have to kind of go back to the well here and piggyback off yours. It's not the TV selection. This is TV quantity. I mm-hmm. want as many TVs mm-hmm. as possible. I want wall to wall. If you hadn't already been kind of mid brand there or mid you were like ready to throw the conversation for us to discuss your pick a little further. I would have taken that segue and just gone loonies at college park. One of the great bars for watching as many things as you want at any given time. Um, There's, I would say there's not enough bars in federal Hill, at least that are like wall to wall TVs. There's some good bars to watch sports in. There's no great bar to watch sports in. And I think one, I think there's a niche that exists in this neighborhood to build a bar and just make it wall-to-wall TVs and just have everything on. 
all the time. It's it's like, man, think about what's just, the best bar in the city for it. Like Looney's can because it's Looney's. It and they might have 60 be. TVs. I, it's 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 hard to say. I don't know what that answer is. I want people to tweet at us what their favorite bar to watch sports is in the city. And if you don't live in the city or don't come in the city, in the it's state, specific. what's your it's favorite? specific, though. It's not best bar to go watch a game. What is the best uh, bar yes. to just go, like March Madness? Where you want to watch everything? Like, what's where the do best bar that you think that, that's, that, that feels like an ESPN zone to you? <laughs> oh. Just – Oh, oh, don't talk about heart. But yes, you're yeah. right. Yeah, that yeah, that you that you're gonna have all four March Madness games on in a V. Yes, that is a good way to put it. That's a good way to put it. So yeah, that with quantity TVs. I mean, I'd be interested to hear what people say. Somebody's gonna say horseshoe Baltimore. <laughs> Probably. I don't even know what people <laughs> bar what people say in, in in Fed. Don't know. They have a lot of TVs. They're just kind of all know. over the place. They have They're just I placed say they have a lot of TVs. It's just very well situated where everywhere. Yeah, You're but there's not a wall-to-wall TVs, one where you can, like, jump at the yeah. bar and you go bang, bang, bang. You look up at that new uh, watershed there on top of the market, where their TVs are laid out makes no sense. You were sitting at a stool and, and like, the TVs are overhanging, but if you're outside, uh, anywhere outside of the bar, the TV's hanging down in your way to see across to the TVs on the other side of the bar. Horrible TV placement. Terrible. That was that was gonna be mine. Is like TV TV sight lines. I'll 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 look that in. Are you are well. you taking well, it? That's, well, that's that's a bad quality. If we're taking like what the worst qualities are, maybe well, that would be thick. But no, I think I think like I'm not gonna take sight lines. I guess. Well, I, I'll. I don't want to. It's I, so I. The one thing about Baltimore is it's tons of row houses and row house style buildings, and that kind of limits your ability to. Yep. You know, the, mm-hmm. the the walling and all those types of things. And certain bars do it better than others. And um, like the Charles is the gigantic screen. And there's something to be said about that. Um, but also, I think, yeah, bars. this isn't like a shot necessarily. I mean, we're talking, we're using Baltimore bars as an example because it's localized to the audience and because those are the bars we go to. But there are spatial challenges in a lot of these places where they just can't do these 100%. things. But we're talking about our, we're talking about our perfect bar. It's not like a, hey, bar X in, fells go stick 60 tvs up there because you know whatever but like in a perfect world this is what you'd want i legitimately think i I can't think of any bar i'd rather just be dropped into than college park loonies for just watching so good on a college football saturday or or whatever after the maryland game against buffalo a couple of weeks ago, had a few post game drinks at loon dogs and it's just you can sit anywhere in the bar and see every single game Mm-hmm. It's amazing, except for maybe like right up at the front. But if once you go into like <laughs> it was called like an atrium where the walls go up, sort of like high, yeah. really high, you can see everything. It's amazing, and like almost you can almost see. There are things on where I'm like, I can't believe they even have the ability to have this on, and I still can see everything else. Like there'll be like the ACC network will have like Florida State Virginia women's soccer on, and I'm like. I can't believe they have a TV that wouldn't go to a wouldn't go to another game, but I'm like, oh, I have that to watch too. I can just yeah. kind of watch that. If yeah. like it's awesome. Brian, when Chad's we were in, College Park, when we were in College Park for the the Maryland baseball game, we went we went to Looney's before the turf oh, game, mm-hmm. and and it was the that that what it wasn't the opening day, but it was they had every single college baseball game. It was on. all it the was, college baseball games happening at once. It was every awesome. single one, yeah. Then, which again is the best. Place. 
yeah, it's it's good stuff. <sighs> I don't know if my buddy does it, but my friend who works there, I'm sure he has a hand to do with the what's on the TV. He, <laughs> he has a good pulse on the. Uh, he texted me. He texted me that you were there. I think a couple of weeks ago, Taylor. This is an incredible exchange on Twitter. I have to, I have to. So Scott Van Pelt tweeted, "Get he got a new dog." Um, and obviously everyone has seen the Scott Van Pelt ode to his his um Otis. his dog that passed away, which was beautiful. Um, he tweeted a picture, and Gary Williams just tweeted back, "Dog has some ears." <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Oh Gary! Oh Gary! That's awesome. I gotta see this dog now. I gotta find. Oh, this. it's great. Look, it's great a looking very dog. cute dog. It's a great very looking dog. dog. It's it's crazy too because every Scott Van Pelt tweet is like the most perfectly tweeted tweet ever. Like it really is the He's wording, so everything about him is just like I'm like I, I could never have come up with something that eloquent and like well written, well thought out. He's just he's the best. He's the best. Dog has some ears. <laughs> All right, I'm taking. All right, TF two. Um, I'm going good service. You yeah. got if a bartender is not paying attention, it's the most frustrating thing in the world. Um, North Beach in Dewey, we went there, awful. Like mm. if, if the bartenders are more interested in like taking shots and drinking themselves while there's a crowded bar, it's like all right, it's it, it was it was absolutely horrible. And this, I mean, it goes for every place. Like you, we've all been to a bar with a bad bartender, like. I, I went to, I forget the place. And not even just a t- like that from like a, t- like also just attitude is a huge thing about it. Yeah. yeah. Huge Sometimes people have it. bad days and then people get it when people have bad days or they're just, you know, people make mistakes, but it's a difference when it's like your attitude stinks. It, mm. it just doesn't take much to, you know, whatever. Yeah. I, 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 and again, it's like being quick with the drinks. And, and again, that, I guess that also depends on, if you got dickheads at the bar, order an espresso martinis at like eight o'clock on a Saturday. Um, you know, those people are never welcome in any bar. Um, Depends but, what kind of bar, but probably not the type of bar that we're, we're any of the bars that we're talking about. Yeah. Like our friend of the program, JJ has like a whole, he, he goes off on these, on the college kids who order espresso martinis. You can imagine his, his, uh, like yeah. you're not going to you're not going to pickles the pregame and Orioles game with an espresso martini. Like if you try and do that at pickles, you you deserve to get your ass kicked. Um, so I'm going. Yeah, good. I mean, good service again. If, if you're quick with beers and drinks, like that's, I will tip you and in a, a very good amount. If it's like up, oh, you see I'm empty, bring another one over. Um, I'm going that. So good service for my first one. Um, Great value. Sec- second one, I'm going. I'm going like appropriate tv and music volume like mm-hmm. we've, we've all been in the bar where yep. it's either too quiet and like you're like you can hear the tv but it's not loud or the music or it's too loud and you're like i'm screaming to the person next next to me and nobody in here is enjoying this like that's like a band that's too loud or or just the the, the radio touch tunes whatever they're playing tv any of that stuff um if it's too loud, it just it absolutely ruins everyone's experience. Bartenders, the crowd, everything. So, gotta have gotta have a good no, noise level. There's an unnamed. I will not name the name on this one. Federal Hill Bar that has totally lost its sense of itself from a volume perspective on music. 
subscribe to our Patreon to hear. I don't all know which the, one uh, it is. The the un un we will uh, <laughs> we will name all the names on our Patreon. I might do that TikTok trend now where you like they like, you you, like flip, out. flip no you flip the um it's like oh who'd I like have a first kiss with and they flip the phone the picture and you can't <laughs> see it you just do that with bar names during this. Um, that's a great pick. It was because it goes, it, it was going to get picked by me next had it gotten down to me. It is because you're right. It goes both ways. Like there's also times where you're just like, where is the noise in here? Like, where mm. is the vibe? And then there's other times like, why are you, why am I screaming at someone from 30, you know, from an inch away? Yeah. It's, the, it's, it's like the happy Gilmore, the like, make a little noise up in here. Like just, you need yeah. something, you need something yeah. static in the background. Yeah. So. Good pick. Thanks. This is just such an interesting position for me to be in, knowing that you've got two behind me. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Mm. I'm going to take the golden tee. I got to take golden tee. I'm going to do it. I'm taking golden tee right now. It's a second round pick. Um, It's just something that's going to get me going every single time. Uh, if I see a golden tee, um, there's a good chance that I'm going to play it. Uh, it gets people going. It's a great way to just spend an hour, hour and a half playing a full 18. Um, something fun to do with the boys. It's a reason to go to the bar. So I'm taking golden tee. It's a, it's a classic. Um, yeah. So I, I could have taken maybe a more general pick, but I, I feel like that would box off a little too much. Too many potential picks. So for the sake of the draft, I'm going to be pretty narrow with it and just take gold tea. I mean, I'm not arguing with that pick. It's a great pick. I love golden tea. Mm-hmm. So fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the only bad part about that pick is you can, you know, everyone can't play. So you, it's a little exclusive, but <laughs> fuck yeah. those people. Fuck them. <laughs> I will say. Looney's and Maple Lawn, which is, I guess, my home home field bar, my hometown bar, used to have their golden tea. That's a pretty good Looney's, by the way. Maple oh, it's Lawn. a great Looney's. It's yeah. a great Looney's. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a very good Looney's. Yeah. Looney's is getting a lot of like, publicity on this show. Yeah. <laughs> um, they, they used to have, I don't think they do anymore. They used to have their golden tea, like, literally on the dance floor. So, like, mm. it, was, it was a rough spot. It was like, well... What's that like? Wayward. <laughs> yeah, but like Wayward isn't like like they don't have bands there, right? No, no, no one's like you're but not. No, but there's not a lot of real estate. There's also just not a lot of room. It's not even really their fault. There's no other way. There's no really other place to put it. The issue is that people filter to the back when there's mm-hmm. still a lot of room in the front there, and it would just be nice if there's little respect when the boys are like on the back nine and we have like 20 minutes left. Just <laughs> like, yeah, it's step like a off. tight, it's a tight round and there's yeah. the stakes are high yeah. and there's less room yeah. for us to I just, operate. Than there was 20 before. minutes. Like we're probably leaving. Like you're going to have your time at flip night. We're probably not staying. We want to like go across the street. Like, just give us 20 minutes, just a little sense. You got some little screaming sense in your, your although it, it hasn't been screen. on. Like when I went in there on Sunday, that wasn't on. So maybe they're maybe way pieces struggling again. Just with. A, a NFL Sunday move, probably. That's true. But, that's that's true. Um, I think I have to take this at this point of the draft. I'm taking a good bathroom situation. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I just think it's key, it's key in all facets, too. It's key 
you know, you want to have a, a, a nice place to do your business in the middle of the day, should you be at a bar. And then it is even more key um, at late night. Like if you're in a long line, that is just one of the more demoralizing places to be. It's a momentum and killer. It's, it really is. And it, and it kind of changes at times, like what you want to do. Like if you're standing there and you feel like you can't go to the bathroom, it takes your vibes down. Momentum killer is a great way to put it. Like it just, and everyone can sense it too. Like everyone knows when you're in a certain bar and it gets to a certain level of crowdedness. If you've been to a place a lot, you're like, this is a line situation. And this is just going to suck to have to go stand in this line. It's, it's a 15 to 20 minute adventure to go to the bathroom. Like, yeah. Especially if you're in a place and you've got to weave through people and then stand in the line. Where does the line start? Where does the line, you know? Oh, are you in line? Oh, are you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You have to have that awkward interaction. You know, if someone, you know, goes in and, and is in there for a while because they're like passed out, then you're just even bringing down the process more. And there's places that, ha- and this is also a spatial thing. There are places that you just don't have the space to put a lot of bathrooms in. But if I was, you know, building a perfect bar it would just have elite bathrooms just because you're trying to filter people in and out and honestly honestly and i don't know how much people are paying for these things but you see them every once in a while i would go bathroom attendant i would go bathroom attendant i was going to pivot towards that conversation we just don't seem to have many places with that here in baltimore and i'm fine with that because at times that can be a little bit of a I don't know. It's socially awkward. Yeah, it's a bit. It's a bit adventure. weird. It's definitely weird. It's a bit much. I, I don't know. It's yeah. a Larry David but I think, situation, like yeah. But I've but you see it in places work. Get people in and out. Mm-hmm. Let's not dawdle. Get me back. Even into the just mix. a traffic cop type situation. Yeah. Something, but bit, good bathroom situation is just so unbelievably key in a bar. My limit guys to one shake at the stall, and then you get them out. The cop, traffic cop, kind of thing. Yep. Okay, I'm glad to have that one. That was one of my higher on the uh, on the board. This has been good. I've loved all these picks you guys have taken so far too. Um, this is where it gets a little interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a little similar to your pick, Banks, in terms of one. I think where I could go super general, but for the sake of including more picks and even picks I might take down the road, I'm gonna make it a little smaller. Uh, I'm going to take good shareables, good shareable foods. Mm. You're, 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 you know, and I, I think the prime example is the wedges. Wedges. Yeah. Is the, is those wedges. I mean, that is like food, things like that. Like where you go to a bar and you like, know their best thing you get for the table. That is a, to me, a place that takes a good bar to a great bar when they have that specific thing. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's yeah, one of the things. Just a go-to order, item where the go-to order for the table, like where you sit down and you know, like everyone's, you know, everyone enjoys yeah. what they like it. You're I getting love this, that you're getting more. this, you're getting this, you're getting this, and oh yeah, of course we're getting that for the table. Yeah. That's yeah. an obvious onion throw. rings is one that onion or like rings you're is just one. you don't know what you're gonna eat for the meal yet, but like you're each ordering a beer, and then it's like, yeah, we're let's let's get those wedges now. Let's get that in. We're gonna eat them. You know, we're gonna figure yeah. out what else we want. I'm at I'm at crossbar. Like, let's just get let's just get a pretzel. Just like, let's bring a pretzel, pretzel over. Everyone, share everyone munches, especially if you know you're gonna be there for a little bit, and maybe another meal's coming. Like, I just think that is just such a and and when bars don't have that or they just don't give it to you the right way, um, 
that's always upsetting to me. So I'm going to take, I'm going to take, I'll th- say it as shareables, but the, the, the order for the table is, is my overall point there. So shareable. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, Banks. Yeah, I'm going to take, let's see. I could narrow it again here. I could not. I'm going to take good specials. I think a Ooh. reason to go out on a given night for a given thing or just like a consistent deal that's at a bar consistently that you can go to and you just know you're going to go in there and it's, it might be unique to that bar and you just enjoy it a lot. And it's just, it's just a nice reason and occasion or excuse to go out to the bar and do that thing. Or even just like, it's a nice surprise when you walk in and it's like, Oh, that's, those are two fifty today. Like, yeah, give me, give me a bucket of those or whatever. Um, I think it just gets the vibes up and, like I said, any reason to get your get your ass out there and get get some people together is is a great thing. And so I'm just gonna take specials. Good you ever specials. walk you ever walk into a surprise two for one? Yeah. Oh. You bet your, you bet I love your how specific that oh. was. It's I mean, it happened to <laughs> it happened to Marty and I at Jimmy's once. We went to Jimmy's and we both ordered drinks and they brought us over two and we were like oh no we didn't we only ordered one and they were like oh it's two for one and we yeah, were just like it's i mean yeah yeah keep it coming like it's there's not somebody going to coconuts and not knowing <laughs> like well yeah. we, i mean we we did that at uh i didn't i didn't really know it was it was uh at at one star yeah, yeah. Can I get eight high noons? And he was like, "Do you want eight or 16? I need sixteen. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, yeah, keep it coming. Yeah, Spe- specials are specials are good. Specials are yeah, very good, very good. And I agree with you. The, the the random appearance of good ones is good, and then the consistent one that it's the Wednesday thing, it's the Thursday thing, it's the mm-hmm. Saturday thing. That yep. is also just so appreciated. When bars like hit that and find their niche with those, it is yep, it's a game changer. It's very very good. Uh, Union Union Jackson Columbia, like way back when, used to have a ten to eleven dollar anything, and it was a mm. nightmare. It was awesome, but there at eleven thirty, there were some, there were some. It, it got bad. It got bad very quick. Yes, yes. I mean, McGurk's had cheesesteak night on Thursdays, which was incredible. And then, <laughs> are you not up to date on your group chats? No, I saw that. I thought that was just a one night only. Oh no, I think it's back back. Oh, that's interesting. That is yeah. more more mm-hmm. to come in this space about that. I thought they yeah. were just doing it as a promotion. Oh, okay. I didn't read that fully. Okay. okay. I think it's back. Interesting. Yeah. Um me? Yeah. I'm going. This is this how do I I I I get I'll just say straight up no cover. Like if there is a, I want to say like appropriate yeah. cover, no cover. Again, North Beach in Dewey, we went on a, <laughs> we went on a, uh, a Thursday night in the beginning of April, off season, and it was a ten dollar cover, and it was like for what? That was also in 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 addition to eight dollar Bud Lights. So it was just like I get it's off season, but like we're doing a ten dollar cover on a Thursday. Um, I get it if there's a band. Sure, you know, throw, but like I've been to places where the band comes in at nine and cover starts at seven, and it's like, this is, I'm not even going to be here for the band. Like, I'm coming yeah, to get food. dinner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, so that's like, 
I don't know if you want to say no cover, appropriate cover. I understand why there's a cover. I understand some places need to have it. But again, like like most of the, I mean, I don't do any of the places in Baltimore do a cover. I'm sure like Looney's maybe. Again, like a Friday or a Saturday night. Uh, we know a place that does, but we're not going to give them any publicity here. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I don't I don't know either if you want to put it no cover or appropriate cover. I think either one, either one works. Um I think that's a good pick. I think here's a weird thing about cover. You would think that as you get older, you wouldn't you would care less about spending money on things because you just have a more consistent income than when you're a younger person. Cover feels so much more acceptable to pay when you're 21 mm-hmm. than when you're 30. Well, because you're like also water. like, you're like, I'm going to spend $200 tonight and I'm going to like get absolute yeah. shit house. Yeah. Like it's it's just, not, this doesn't matter. It's just an obstacle in my way right now, as opposed to like when you're older. Yeah. Um, yeah. See, like I want to, I want to, I was going to say this one is going to be, I was going to say like good appetizers. Like, I don't want, and I don't know, I'll leave this up to you guys if this it falls under shareables, because I don't, I don't want like, I would say it's very much the same thing. Okay. All right. so yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll I think the spirit I behind it staying, especially is. Yeah. I would go a different place. I think that's a weak yeah. pick from you if you take okay. that for your. Billboard. All right. Well, because I was thinking again, like, I don't want to get, I'm not getting a burger. I'm not getting this or that. If it's like a group of us at a bar, it's like, again, you get wings, you get a pretzel, you get. Yeah. Fried that's pickles. essentially. Yeah. That's yeah. essentially my All right. Yeah. Um, I will say I I think a great bar has a great outdoor patio situation. Mm. I love being able to switch from inside out. I love being able, and again, it's like obviously you talk about some of the bars of Baltimore. You just the way that the physical way the building is is kept, it's it's you can't have that. But some of the bars where again you can go from inside out and it and and it's like a patio where it's not covered in the smoke, like it's not the smoking section where you walk out and it's just smoking cigarettes everywhere. Um, again, I love being able to, to go outside to like a nice outdoor area where it's like, Oh, maybe they have another guy playing guitar or like another guy singing something like that. It's, it's, it changes the pace of the inside. Um, it's good to get some fresh air every now and then, you know, when you're out and you take a lap, you go outside, see who you spot out there and you head back in. So I, I, I'm a sucker for a good patio, some, some nice string lights, maybe an outdoor TV or two. And, you know, have some good outdoor seating, especially like this time too. Like, also, like, bad outdoor seating is bad. Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. So bad. that's right. I it's mean, so it frustrating. Has, it has to be good, but like this time, it like of the year where it's like at night, it's like 65, 70 degrees. It's a little chilly, but like it's a nice change of pace from the hot. Yeah, you throw on like a long sleeve or like a like a QZ, and you're just yeah. comfy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You throw a hoodie bad. on, and it's like, oh, you got a hoodie in the car. It's, it's yeah. That changes it. So we'll go patio. Thanks. You put me in a spot on that where I'm going to, I might circle back with something, but for now I'm going to take beer selection. Um, I know, I know somebody like Taylor, he's, he likes his domestics and he's going to stick with those. He's going to be a happy (laughs) man about it, but I do like myself craft beer from time to time. Um, I like to have options. I like to have a lot of a lot of different things that my you know available to my fingertips, and uh, I think just like a good healthy beer list or like one that has that just is sure to have the the fastballs, you know, like some things that you just know are local things that should be expected to be had, 
And there's not enough bars that oftentimes have those in this area because they're just maybe a little too cheap to just go out and spend on that thing that is typically, you know, pretty popular around here, that kind of thing. So um, I think a good, healthy beer selection is uh, is a key for me. It's nice to have a lot of, like, options on draft, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, sometimes there's just not a lot of things on draft at some of these bars, and I don't really, like, when I'm going to a bar, necessarily, like, want to drink a lot of things, like, out of a can or a bottle. I just like when something's given to me on draft. So, I, but I also, also I don't like the too many, like where it's like I oh where it's overwhelming and you yeah, can't like, see it. Yeah, so we don't need and it's like you order like an A fifteen because it's up on the video board and and that's how <laughs> they read it on the draft. You know, it's like each each one is a spot. Like just keep it keep it a moderate uh, uh, selection. I'm I'm too big of a man to to make some sort of literacy joke here, given the status of some of us here in this, this podcast, uh, literacy is not, yes. word, but, uh, <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Jeez. I mean, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, uh, I said, I'm not going to do it, so I won't. Good. Wow. Thank you. Respectfully. Yeah. Thank yeah respectfully. respectfully. Appreciate that. Yeah. Um, after that, um, I am going to take two super similar things, but they're different, but they are very similar. But Banks made this easy for me. I was going to do like good beer drink selection. Mm. Um, I'm going to take, I'm just going to take good tunes. You got to have the right tunes. Yeah. Um, And so many bars struggle with tunes, but when you hit tunes out of the park, you get people singing along or you get people, you know, getting them in the right vibe on the right time. When bars do that, so music can do so much for a bar. It can promote discussion. Like, oh, you heard this, blah, blah, blah. Who's this by? We do a lot of who's this by. Um, oh, I haven't heard this long. song in so long. Among our oh, group of yeah. friends. You can get just when everyone's like hammered, just like just the natural bar sing along is always tremendous. So you got to have good tunes. I think I love the value I'm getting there. I think music is so key to a bar. Even though I, I would have taken your pick to RDT, the volume is also a big part of it. And then I, I I have to take this karaoke. I love karaoke. And a good bar with good karaoke is so fun for me. So I'm taking that as a self-serving pick. I love singing karaoke. So I'm taking karaoke. And there are not a lot of good karaoke bars in this city. No. But they do exist. They do exist. And I love the waltz. Even though the waltz, <laughs> the waltz could staff a little bit better in terms of how they're Sad in your karaoke at times. I was at one point hosting karaoke at the waltz, so <laughs> just as a patron. But so I'm taking two music picks. I think people that know me would know I'm a pretty big music person. So from a that from being out standpoint. So and we've seen how it can hurt a bar if they go away from their wheelhouse. Banks was tweeting about it the other day. So I sure was. You can go back in his Twitter if you'd like to find that discussion. We're just yep, leaving a bunch of like things along the way of like the bars. Yeah. <laughs> Banks, mm. you curl up in a blanket. You have one more pick. Mm, I'm between two things and they're very similar in nature. I'm just going to take outlets. I think if there are outlets around the bars and comfortable places that are very convenient, it's just a nice little amenity. Um, there's even a couple bars that have the, the pads on the bars now that you can just Ooh. lay the phone on and it charges. 
the best oh, is so good yeah but it's when it when it works it's it's beautiful it's so good i think if you're building a bar in 2022 and you're not doing that you are just not doing what you should be doing yeah you're people leave the bar to charge their phone or because their phone is dying if you can keep them on their phone you can keep them at the bar yeah it'll pay for itself yep oh easy easy good pick that's a good pick that's That's a good pick that's i think that's going to become like as we head through the next 20 years as people like change bars or renovate bars build bars that's just going to be the norm at some point for any place that's redone itself finish it off eric all righty um what do i want i i this this kind of just came to me in the last following off banks is good wi-fi Mm-hmm. Bar has shitty Wi-Fi. Again, I mean, you might as well just have a brick. Like, why even have your phone? Again, we're always on our phone. Whether you're you're gambling, you're doing social media stuff like that. Like, what, you have a data plan? No, but it's like if you can't get service <laughs> and you can't send a text, like, hey, we're yeah, no, that bar. sucks. Yeah, it's like the the worst. Like, so you know, if it's not, if it's in a bad spot, like, like, I think Looney's when Looney's Maple Lawn first started like the, the area was not developed around there and like the service was not great. And like you had to connect to their Wi-Fi. Um, and it, I mean, it, there were some, there were some rough times there, but yeah, it, if, if you're like in the dead zone and you just can't get, get any service to send it, send a text, send a tweet, send an Insta, you know, Instagram, anything like you can't pull up your bets or something like that. It's awful. So we'll go, we'll go. It has to, have, it has to have good Wi-Fi, good service, good Wi-Fi, whatever, however you want to word it. It's a good pick. Two two yeah. um, technology picks there to end, but both very key. I took TV management, good bathroom situation, good shareables, good tunes, and karaoke. Banks took TV quantity, golden tea, good specials, beer selection, and outlets. Ch- charging stations is, I guess, where I would place yeah. to charge. Well, I should also mention not just outlets, but also the ones that have the little USB yeah yeah yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. That's what I assume when you said out. That's, that's yeah, what I it, think it, of it, as an and that's they all. Can the, they can encode the, the the cords, encode the include the cords too. Encord. That I mean, even better. <laughs> encode the cords. Encode the, the cords. Encode the RDT took good service, appropriate uh, volume, um, no cover, great outdoor seating, and good Wi-Fi. That was a good draft. Anything that you guys have on the board? I was going to say good bouncers is one. I We've was going to say not dickhead bouncers. Not bad, dickhead bouncers. Yeah, bad bouncers can ruin a bar. Good, you know who I love? I love the bouncer at Dono on a Friday night. That guy's awesome. That guy's awesome. Yeah, that guy is, is awesome. great, great vibes. He is awesome. Very niche pick, but not a pick, but, you know, that guy's, that guy's awesome. Um, I had uh, – this was the other one I was between. This is so key during the winter. Um, hooks under the bar to put your yeah. jacket. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Very low key important. Um, I had speedy service kind of goes with the good service, good staff, like whatever it might be. Um, I had photo honk, pop a shot, um, no dress code. Cause I, that's mm-hmm. a whole thing in itself. Um, and then I had, I had dock bar and your outdoor one kind of like, there's some overlap I, I had, there where I was kind of like, you know, love a good I had, uh, I had pool bar. Like if you're a okay. pool, bar, like okay. I had that bar games, 
touch tunes again falls into the the, the music um oh, and then darts was a miss oh. oh you say darts well that falls darts into was a miss yeah, yeah darts was dart, all those games i had darts and pool on mine pool shuffleboard any, yep. yeah any of those yeah that's probably the miss of the draft is those type of games we just took golden uh, there's a specific yeah, golden yeah i went for golden tea early I tried to leave it open um, so that those things get taken, and they didn't really get yeah. taken. I just, I just never just got it. There. I just went, I just went double music. I almost did it when I took the double music, but I just, I love karaoke. But yeah, uh, the the bar game's a good call. My my last one, which I was going to take until the Wi Fi one popped into my head. I'm a sucker for a good fish tank behind the bar. I love a good a good fish <laughs> tank. I think it's so cool. Like I think it just fish it, tank. It, yeah, fish tank. You get some like the loonies in Maple Lawn used to have a shark in theirs. They had an eel, like a puffer fish. They, you know, I oh, think that boy, do I have a place for you? That sets the ambi the ambiance and the decor, man. It sets it off. Tell you what. Oh, I was gonna they say like, uh, like lighting. Let you pour your own was... sodas. <laughs> Proper lighting is definitely lighting was a potential pick. Mm. Um yeah. Uh like a good novelty drink. I thought about that too. Just Ooh. like and also just a thing and like just a niche. Like I love a bar. I was gonna say a, about a, thing a given you, thing. A thing or a thing you come back for is sort of like a novelty drink. Yeah, just something unique. Just like, oh, that's the place that does that. That's that's different. I like that. Oh, I want a margarita. Let's go here. Like having like, a live drummer or you know, really singable nostalgic tunes. <laughs> <laughs> I took uh, or I didn't take I had on the on the board um seating both in arrangement and very specifically there is not there are a few things more annoying than like a bar stool with a bad leg a little shaky or a table that's a little rickety that type of stuff when that happens to you is just just it's just a little knife, just a little knife in the back from the, I'm sticking to my side. It's a little knife in the back from the bar like that. Just seating those little seating things. You just got to get those things right. That kind of yeah. goes into the, the bar hooks too. Like a bar being the right height, I think is big. You'd have a that's, bar where you're, big too. you have seating where your legs don't hang um, or things like that. Like mm-hmm. there's just some of those seating things that, that sometimes get missed and it's annoying. It was um, when we came up with this idea for for a starting five. I immediately thought uh, bar stools with with backs on them. Yeah, that's a big thing for me at this yep. this old age of mine. I gotta have that. <laughs> I just can't do this, the the classic stool anymore. I just can't do it. Um, I love a a bar that does cheap Long Island iced teas and has all the high school jerseys of the local hometown around. Not a chain. You know, maybe right? some maybe some deals on all you can eat boneless wings. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's also. I mean, it's a family. Strawberry restaurant. lemonades for the, so they have like a dollar strawberry lemonades there. Mm-hmm. I think at one don't, point. Freck of lemonade from Red Robin. Don't. don't oh my don't, god! Don't Has that been taken? Have we taken Red Robin in a draft? Have we talked about Freck of lemonade before? I, I think randomly we went there with my parents like six weeks ago. It was delightful. Oh, I where mean, Freck of lemonade? Germantown. Where was it? There's a Red Robin there? In Germantown. I yeah. love I love Red Robin. It's mm-hmm. so good. Steal the fry. Uh, you steal the fry. The, we gotta uh, do we gotta do bigger. we gotta do sit-down chains. I just want to go to a Red Robin. Red I may pick Red Robin first overall. 
I wouldn't go that far. But I love Red. I have loved Red Rock River. The one in Towson I've been to a hundred times. Yeah, yeah. I've right, it's right across from Calvert Hall. It's right yeah. across from Calvert Hall. Oh, they used to have a GameStop right there too. Close to. Oh, that Sheesh. GameStop's gone. Yeah, I think so. I'm pretty yeah. sure. I GameStop's like just don't exist anymore at this point. Yeah, it's you can download everything virtually. Towson plays one of the underrated uh, shopping situations in the state. I would say. That's right. A lot that, of. The target, lot of things. Saw, um, target and Walmart back to back, stunning, stunning. Used to be a Toys R Us there too. Yeah, Chipotle. I think that's gone. It's got to be gone. Chipotle's there. There's a good, there's like a Cadoba right there, very very close as you go, kind of across. There's a, um, I believe there's a Noodles and Company. Yeah, there's yeah, there is a yep. company there. Panera. You had there was a Golf Galaxy that might now be gone. I don't um, think that's there. But a lot of different things you can do. You have a pet. There's a Pet Smart. Everything, Marshalls. Great. I was like, PSW. It, it occurred to me right when we finished this draft that just straight up wings weren't taken, like good wings. I it's almost took that. Like a, it's like I took shareables instead. Yeah, yeah. I I kind of want that in with shareables. It's a thing that can elevate a bar in itself a lot. Yeah, especially a good wings and a wing deal. Ooh. Yeah, that gets you into a bar. Yeah. A good good wings and they then they do a deal on a night. Whatever that may be, they get you into a bar mm-hmm. for sure. For sure. Good draft. Um, anything else? I like the ones we missed. I'm sure there's one we missed that that people have. So um Nick Kaner Medley, Maryland, person of the week. RDT. Adnan Syed is a free man after all these years. Free my man, yeah. Adnan. I was, I was, I again, serial. I think serial was the very first podcast that I listened to that a lot of people listened to. Like that came out in 2013 or 14. Been a while. Yeah. Like, was a that long, long? it's, I mean, it's been, let me look up serial ad non podcast. Like, it, I mean, it was, that was a long time ago. It came out in. No, not that, not that. Come on, season one podcast. It's not going to have a date. Picture blogs about it in the old. Yeah, I mean it was was way like in the old like interface. Yeah, like it was way. I I want to say it was it was it's got to be wallpaper in the background. What year did Serial come out? What year did Serial come out? God damn it! It's not going to give it to me. Twenty fourteen. Yeah, I won a Peabody Award in April 2015. Like it's so again, I mean, obviously the story of like Heyman Lee and Adnan Syed and Jay, and he's been in jail since I believe 1999. Um, and there's been a ton of like the appeals and this court went his case went to trial again. And then like yesterday or Friday or something, they were like, Oh, it's Monday's case is gonna go to court again, and and there's a chance he gets out. And then like today at like 2 30, it was just like Oh yeah, Adnan's like literally walking out of the courthouse right now, and I don't know. And it's like it's funny because it's very rarely like people being like, I don't know if he did it. It's very like I think he did it, and I think he didn't do it. I'm in the I don't think he did it camp, and I may be wrong because again, he's been in jail for 23 years for attempt for uh, alleged murder. But I was happy to see him get out today. I thought it was some awesome stuff. So. If you're a, a true crime podcast fan, I'm sure you've listened to it or you've watched the thing on HBO. Um, new and there's a new episode dropping tomorrow morning. Listen to it right after you listen to ours. So, shout out to Adnan for being free after all these years. 
Thanks. Joe Flacco. That's an easy pick. I mean, the guy owns the Cleveland Browns, 18 and three. Like you said, with Marlin and everything, uh, lost. The the blow was softened a little bit by everybody else losing, and that couldn't happen without Joe Flacco. Four tutties. There's no way they put Zach Wilson back in. No way. He's gonna go play. He's gonna go play the Bengals this week too, and we'll see how that goes. I I was told he doesn't show emotion though. He didn't show any emotion in the locker room after the game, Just right? So many videos of him having emotion, but that's fine. Let the internet have their fun. That, that, that those were cool videos of him, like in the locker room, you know, being pretty jacked 30, up. I thought I thought that was seven year old Joe Flacco. Yeah, it was very cool. Um, Stabby, yeah, so he's Stabby got video too. He said trade Lamar straight up for him. <laughs> Great video if you didn't um, see it. <laughs> Bengals and then Steelers are the next two teams on his schedule. There's just no way they don't they don't let him play those games out. Like they have to. It's it's honestly like some storybook shit for him to just get a get a run at all four AFC North teams on his way out, probably. Like, I mean, who knows what happens from here, but yeah. Very cool to see. Good career for that guy. I think he's going to be fondly remembered by people, not just in Baltimore. Like, I think people look look back, but yeah, Joe Flacco was fun. Maybe yeah, not. Maybe, maybe, not maybe not Denver, but no, there'll be some fan base specifically. But I think like the general <laughs> NFL, like no, I'm saying like asshole. Oh yeah, yeah. They, they can blame Vic Fangio for that one. Vic, what's he doing now? Nothing. I think he's D coordinator somewhere. Is he? he did he get picked up? I'm pretty sure he did. I think he's just right back to doing the same old shit. No, Fangio most recently was head coach of the – Yeah. Big Fangio. Another guy, John Harbaugh. I I almost thought that he had had just gone right back to Chicago. But I guess not. With Flus? I guess he made it to the end of last year, too. I thought he got fired before then, but – Yeah, it's because they fired him. Last year about the record. They lost at the uh, in the regular season finale. They parted ways with them. Nineteen and thirty in three seasons. Seven and nine, five and eleven, seven and ten. Don't let the door hit you, buddy. Tough. Um, I'll just make this easy. I'll go with the Terps. Big win on Saturday. Fun win. You know, we'll see where it goes. Fun win. I know everyone that roots for Maryland gets their back up. It's like, oh, they're great in August, and then it all falls apart. This team's fun. I mean, Talia Tungabailo is a good quarterback. They have fun skill position players. Roman Hemby. Yeah, dude. Very fun to watch. I think he will play in the NFL. Um, like, legit, legit speed. Can as do a with, lot of things. As Apparently three of the receivers. Yeah, I mean, Rakim Jarrett and Jacob Copeland and – Jason Jones, or Dante, Dante Demas, obviously, Demas, and then Jason yeah. Jones, maybe. Um, it's a fun team. We'll see what happens against Michigan. Michigan is, you know, good. They're also a team that – they're also one of the better teams you always feel like you could get in the game with. They don't feel like like an Alabama or Ohio State where – Yeah. Um, but then they kind of do their thing, and a lot of times they win by a lot. But we'll see. You know, if Terps keep it competitive and then maybe win and – as I said, win by 40, and then they'll be Michigan State by 50, and we'll be off and running. But good win I for the Terps. Good weekend in general for the Terps. No Maryland uh, teams lost this weekend. So shout out to all yeah. of the teams, including men's soccer. One, two to one, my guys. Ranked up to fifth in the top drawer soccer poll. So play tomorrow. I um, took a mental guess at what 
the spread was for that Maryland Michigan game. Do you know what it is? No. You want me to guess? Take your guesses. I'll tell you what my guess was, and then I'll tell you what what the spread is. Michigan by twenty one and a half. I was going to say like seventeen and a half. I was going to. I said twenty and a half, and the spread seventeen. So I was like, oh, okay. okay. Vegas, you know, that's a little more respect for the yeah, Terps. Then. That's some respect. I was going exactly. It it felt like unranked Maryland against top ten Big Ten team the last few years, except for I guess when they get when they have this undefeated record early, the spread goes down a little bit. Felt like it was in between twenty and twenty four or twenty five every time. That was like where that that spread sat yeah. at like three touchdowns around three mm-hmm. touchdowns. So that's mm-hmm. a little lower. That was and this is on the road too. Yeah. yeah, and on the road, especially on the road. Yeah, yeah, it would always go up. Um, not that I care about the spread or anything, you know, uh, NCAA don't bet on it. Do not bet on it. Um, so yeah, we'll see how the Terps, we'll see how the Terps do this weekend, but, um, SMU loves to throw the ball. That was, they just tossed it around. That dude rice is going to be a guy. Yeah. He was very good. He was very, very good. That was that, that guy was very good. Tanner Mordecai, Mordecai, uh, you know, he was fine. He was fine as well. That third quarter, the penalties in that third quarter were just. Oh God! Oh, I couldn't. Was, well, originally that that took all the talk away from how bad the broadcast team was, which is what all the tweets. Oh, Devin Gardner was terrible. Yeah, heard, was, did not hear good things about the broadcast. Yeah, at all. So shout out to the Terps. Any honorable mentions from anybody? Um, oh, and script Terps coming back from Michigan State game. So that mm-hmm. excites everybody. Uh, I was going to give myself an honorable mention, but I'm not for stepping in and having to play last night because one of our guys couldn't show up. So, what? Yeah, as you have like nerve damage or something, what is going on with you? I don't know, but I'm getting a ton of good recommendations. I got I got physical therapists sending me sending me uh, uh, stretching exercises and 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 resistant bands exercises to to do to try and fix whatever I got going on. It has to be a pinched nerve. Has to. Be. How are you, How are you feeling? I just can't feel my arm. And like it's shooting pain down right here, you know, but it's because of my great posture, as you can see, as I huddled over a computer for 20 of the 24 hours in a day. Yeah. (laughs) I just, Um, it's it's awful, but you know, Tater Town got, we, we split last night. So that was a good one. You know, a coach does what he has to do. Sure. You guys would understand. Thanks. No, I think that's it. I think, I think, uh, I don't know that I'm I'm ready to give anybody any more honorable mentions after that Ravens game yesterday. So just you can't, you know, I, I no will dessert, say no dessert for those guys. I will say that the Maryland football team is one to know when I appear as a hype man for the flag drop um, before. So, but students True. took the students grabbed the flag and started the drop before it was supposed to start. That's how hype they got. That's how, yeah. School. What can I say? <laughs> what can I say? I'm not giving myself an honorable mention, but I think it's worth mentioning during this part of the show. But I'm not giving myself honorably, honorable of course. Honor, respectful, and respectfully first. Honorably <laughs> second, <laughs> respectfully first. Though, honorably second. I mean, what can I say? We'll see if I'm up there again in a couple of weeks. I'm surprised that you didn't. You don't have like the clip itself. Just, uh, you know, I need to get that. I you've need got to get that it. Snapchat video of it, but I do. I need to get it. I need to get it. Maybe I'll post it. 
maybe I'll post it. We'll see if they, we'll see if that's, a, you know, I don't also want to, you know, ruin the in-venue experience for people coming to the game in a couple of weeks. You want to be surprised by those. Subscribe to our Patreon and you can see it. Yes. Yeah. Pay subscribe to our Patreon for that. And what was the other thing we had our Patreon to talk um, about? The bars that we were shitting on. Yeah. The bars we're shitting on. We'll, yeah. We go through a full, we get, yeah. <laughs> on X video two <laughs> after hours. I could, I could go on and on about that one. We really could. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we should do a Patreon just for stuff like that. Pay us money. Yeah, pay us money. Shit on things. (laughs) Yeah. Could, probably. Could do that. Could do that. (laughs) Well, how much? I wonder how much. (laughs) We could could have businesses pay us through Patreon not to shit on their businesses. Yeah. Subscribe to, yeah, subscribe to our Patreon for our our unfiltered thoughts on on everything that happens. Um, I will say, uh, yeah, I'll, I will give the public my games that if Maryland loses in sports, I will resign that that will be the next thing on our Patreon. Yeah. After I put my job on the line twice this year, thank you to Mike Lassley and the boys for getting it done. against Charlotte and Buffalo. That's it for this week's episode of the X-82 podcast. Quick turnaround at the instant analysis, but, um, we're all over the map from a schedule standpoint this week. RDT is going to Orioles games. Banks is going, Banks is going to the middle of the country. Yeah, greater the the what is it the Great North? What do they call it? The something like that. Frozen Tundra. Frozen Tundra. I have soccer and other Maryland events this week, so reciprocity country. There you go, and it worked out well. So make sure to go back. Tons of Ravens thoughts. Obviously, we talked Ravens in this one, but tons of other Ravens thoughts on the instant analysis. So if you have not heard that and you're seeing the new episode come in the feed, make sure to go back and listen to that. Uh, we will be back on Sunday with another instant analysis after Ravens Patriots one o'clock on Fox. We'll be on right after that to discuss that game. Um, and that will be the schedule. And then we'll have the, the regular show next week. Make sure to follow us on social media. You can follow banks at Barstool banks, you follow Eric at E D I T T I 22. You can follow me at Taylor Smith 10. You can follow the podcast at X32 podcast on all of the channels. Thank you. To our sponsors always thread level midnight or th- Threat level midnight. God, I almost just said that. I almost said threat level midnight. Nope, nope, nope. We're talking close. Um, Fed Thrill, Jimmy Seafood. Uh, the Jimmy Seafood Gunner Henderson burger. Oh my <laughs> God. It looks so dip, good. The dipping into the cheese. I hadn't eaten lunch today. I watched that video, came across my Twitter like 1145. I'm sitting at my desk and I almost just like was convulsing. I just wanted to eat. I wanted to eat my phone. It looks John, so good. Johnny texted it to me this morning. It was like, we're just waiting on the go, the gunner, like thumbs up to tweet it out. And I was like, I need this for like, it looked so good. Same thing. I saw, I saw it probably like 1030. And I was like, I may just take lunch right now. Like I just, I have to eat this. I have to, it looks so, so good. good. So I need to get over there to get that. That's out. Now have it available now. Like tonight it was available. I, I think, I think so. I know they said it's only going to be available during Orioles games. So. Oh, okay. We, we may have to have an exit 52 uh, meetup at some point. Yeah, geez. We'll have to figure that one out. Yeah, so shout out to them. And we'll see you next time. Well, we'll see you on Sunday. The X52 podcast presented by Jimmy's Seafood. <laughs>